Welcome to Ohio's BIOS, an insight into local government here in Ohio. I'm David Thomas and serve as County Auditor for Ashtabula County in Northeast Ohio. Local government impacts each of us every day, but how much do we really know about the organizations and the people who make everyday life possible? Join me as I speak with the leaders in local government making a difference in our communities every day. Thank you for tuning in to our third episode here at Ohio's BIOS. If you missed our last podcast, definitely listen in as I spoke with Geneva-on-the-Lake Village Administrator Jeremy Schaefer about his role and many of the unique and kind of challenges and opportunities that they have up there leading a village along Lake Erie and what all that involves. I was inspired to start this podcast because of my role as the Ashtabula County Auditor. I get to speak in front of many groups and students and professional organizations, of course, all the time. And I always enjoy the initial responses that I get when I say I'm the county auditor. From kids, it usually goes something along the lines of, whoa, you're an otter? Because auditor, otter, it kind of sounds a little similar. And then with adults, typically the first line is something along the way of, uh, you know, so what do you audit? Or how much money do you have? Well, you know, as adorable and as cute as otters are, uh, that's a no-go, of course. And in the traditional sense, our office really doesn't actually audit anything. Despite the auditor's office interacting with every level and entity of government, and really every resident and taxpayer, most of us and most of them have no idea what the office actually does. So let's look at that. The role of auditor began right back at Ohio's founding, when the term assessor was widely used to describe the office, which would place values on land and assign tax rates along with other financial responsibilities. I'm often asked, or I really should say I'm often told, that property taxes are illegal, unfair, and just a bad way to change and uh, charge revenue. No system, of course, is perfect, but you know, my first response usually is that one system that's been around since Ohio was a state for that long, well, to me, probably has some staying power, and there's gotta be something to it. My office still has actually some of those original tax books and maps, which are so cool to look through and to see, and of course, very delicate. And they're really kind of a portal through time in terms of the process of how we used to do things. But that was the early 1800s. So now fast forward to 1953, and we then have the current roles as we know them today in the Ohio Revised Code with Title III, Section 319, and I hope that's the most ORC I ever have to cite in this podcast. Most of the responsibilities and the duties of today's auditor's offices, and really all of county government, come from the reform legislation that passed now 70 years ago. You may have heard the term creatures of statute, or my famous line that I can only do what the Ohio Revised tells me, nothing more, and maybe a little bit less depending on how I feel. Ohio, like many others, gives local governments their power and has ultimate authority in that power. A township official, for example, can't create a health department district on his own, while a county in an incorporated city can. Unless the Ohio Revised Code says a township can, then they can't. There are many such entities as home rule townships, incorporated cities, and charter counties, which have separated somewhat from state oversight and state control but many of the same restrictions in Ohio Revised Code that affects counties like ours applies to them too. 
That's a little bit confusing, but ultimately our authority and our power comes from the state. So now back to the auditor's office specifically. The auditor, I often joke, was put last in the Ohio Constitution because we have so many varied responsibilities, a lot of unique things, which is almost true, the last in the Constitution part. The county treasurer actually is the last county official listed in that Ohio Revised Code section, but don't tell my county treasurer that. The auditor, first and foremost, is the chief fiscal officer and assessor for the county. As fiscal officer, which I really kind of think sometimes our office should be called because of our main focus and responsibility with money, we are the financial hub for all of county government. Every check that is cut, all payroll administered, the financial reporting and software, the debt, and anything else finance goes through our fiscal department. In our county, we have three. In Asheville County, we routinely cut about 30,000 or so checks a year, do 850 payrolls recipients every cycle, create yearly financials and state audit reports, and much, much more. With checks and balances, though, uh, you know we can't do anything without other offices. It's one of the beauties of our system. The commissioners or county entity boards, kind of like mental health board or the health department board, they direct budgets and give authority to pay checks. The treasurer's office holds all county money and moves it to allow us to make the payments with our checks. And we are funded through the general fund at the will of the board of county commissioners. Of course, with all good checks and balances also comes our task of dispersing property tax money, over $100 million of that, to all of our localities as well. So we can't actually do anything on our own. We can write a check, I can sign it. It means absolutely nothing though, if the treasurer doesn't have the money in the account to pay for it, and if the entity doesn't give us a voucher or give us a reason to actually cut that check. So in addition to the fiscal side, we also have real estate, which is where a lot of folks interact with our office. As the chief county assessor, which is another role that we have, it's the auditor's responsibility to value every parcel in the county and assign tax rates and assessments. In Ashtabula County, we have just over 80,000 parcels. That's actually kind of right in the middle with most counties in Ohio. We're the largest land county, but with smaller counties, more populated counties, they have more parcels. That is 80,000 parcels. That's a huge undertaking to determine market values, follow new construction, and frankly, think about this. There are right around 70 tax districts in Ashtabula County with hundreds of property tax levies. So imagine the math and the attention that we have to have to make sure that those rates and those amounts are correct with all the moving pieces of changes in values and tax levy amounts, uh, property adjustments, tax district changes, credits, so we're going to talk a lot more on property taxes and calculations in a later episode for sure, because that, that's a whole topic in itself. Now, also in our real estate department, all property transferred in the state of Ohio must go through a county auditor's office for transfer. We process right around 5,000 or so property transfers every year, and then they're recorded in the recorder's office. So I like to say that we see some of the most exciting times in people's lives and also some of the most sad times in people's lives through that property transfer room. The person buying their first home, the person transferring on death after the, the loss of a spouse. It all goes through our office. And I'm not done yet with real estate. Have you ever heard of GIS? That's Geographic Information Systems, GIS. 
It's kind of like Google Maps on steroids. Because of our role in correct property taxation with property lines and mapping and needing to know exactly where a property is to tax it, the auditor in most counties, not all, but most, oversees GIS. It's the data center for just absolutely tons of information mapped visually. From overhead photos to oil wells and right-of-ways, changes in erosion and public utility lines, sales data, floodplains, road systems. This system is used by our first responders as well, an emergency management agency for 911 calls and other public safety responses. So it is really important for just basic operations. And it's one of the most visited parts of our website. Thousands of people every month go to our GIS to look up information. In addition to those two major roles, we do so much more. We're partners to local governments for their budgets and appropriations or what they can actually spend. We approve their revenues, those local government revenues, and certify their financial statements. Along with this role is our, uh, our secretaryship on the TURC, or the Tax Incentive Review Committee, to make sure that property owners who are receiving tax abatements, commercial or residential, and those deductions, that they're living up to their end of the bargain. Usually that's creating jobs, or that's paying their taxes, or different things like that. And outside of taxes and financials are three other areas that we handle as well. I know I'm only halfway through, it's crazy. Licensing is a big one with the public. I always joke that our office handles hundreds of millions of dollars yearly. But all people ever want to talk about are dog licenses. And I don't mind, because it's fun. We sell, here in Ashtabula County, just over 10,000 licenses, which fund the dog warden program and local area shelters. And this is a fun part of our job, because we do a lot of public outreach on it, like coloring contests and a festival and essay contests and mobile sales as well. It's really a, a big education piece. I often joke with folks myself that uh, we didn't license, my family didn't license our dogs prior to me winning office if we just didn't know about it. Um, we estimate that there's about 60 or so thousand dogs here in Ashtabula County. And like I said, only 10,000 or so are licensed. So it's a big education push that we're always doing. And in addition to that, for licensing, we do license cigarette sellers and vendors licenses for collecting business tax and sales tax. So whenever someone starts a business, they have the option to actually come to our office and we're one of the first steps in it, which is really, really a special thing. So of course, too, the other role that everyone knows about and often has questions about when I talk in public is our weights and measures responsibilities. The auditor, in addition to being the, the fiscal officer, the chief assessor, the licensor, is also the chief sealer of weights and measures for the county, meaning that we must certify all 1,100 or so gas pumps, all 1,300 or so grocery store scales, and hundreds of unique things like railroad cart scales, propane tank trucks, and even the county fair's animal scale. This is all to make sure that when you as the consumer buy something, you're getting what you buy. It saves the average person a couple hundred dollars a year, and it's such an important part of our responsibility to look out for the consumer. And here in Ashfield County, we have one individual who does that job. He's awesome, been here uh, the longest actually, longest continuous uh, employee here in our office, and he does a tremendous job, and it's such an important one that interacts with the public every day. Now finally, uh, one of the last large responsibilities of an auditor's office 
is actually overseeing IT for the county. Now, not every county auditor does this. Some counties, each department has their own IT. In other counties, the commissioners oversee IT. But for Ashtabula County, we have a board of elected officials and departments which controls IT with the auditor leading that board. It's called the data processing board or the data board. And this has been, at least for me, the area of greatest learning and challenge as IT is such a different animal, right, than all the other things I talked about and even just in general. We service hundreds of workstations, have terabytes of data to store and protect. Many softwares and systems which are even used in the BOE, for example, the Board of Elections, the criminal justice system, our taxation system, um, property transfers, uh, all those different pieces come together and it's things that we oversee and work with every day. In addition to keeping all that data safe, secure, and continuous, it's really a very involved part of our responsibility and it has buy-in from all the different departments because everyone uses it. So take a deep breath. I certainly just did. That was a lot of stuff and information to throw at you. This is why I love local government and had the idea for this podcast to share much of what I see and do with you because we see and we do a lot. On a daily basis, our office serves 98,000 people, over 300 elected officials, over 850 employees, and 82,000 parcels. It's kind of insane. But it all goes back to something Jeremy said in episode two. The purpose of government, at the local level especially, is providing services and protection to the people. These services I talked about, real estate, weights and measures, IT, licensing, and fiscal, provide direct services to our residents and to our other local governments. Without what we do here in the auditor's office, public work to public safety couldn't operate. This goes back to my underlying theme. No individual and no government entity exists on its own. We see this best in local government because we see the impact of our work and who we serve and who we serve with, the other departments and elected officials. And of course, you see us and who we are too, which is so important. So I covered a lot of ground here in episode three at a 30,000 foot view of what our office does. I'm looking forward to covering these roles in much more detail with our staff moving forward, one each month hopefully, as we explore together the entities that we serve and the people that help serve you as well. There is so much to unpack and we're just getting started. So make sure to subscribe, like our podcast, share it with friends and keep listening. Thank you so much. Thank you.